Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences. So we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. I'm Saranya Barak, and I am the founder of Code Newbie, and I'm also the host of the Command Line Heroes podcast produced by Red Hat. And at Code Newbie, we produce content for people who are learning how to code. I'm based in New York City. I do a lot of speaking. I've been speaking for the past maybe five or six years. I do different talking engagements all over the world. And so I've been to a lot of conferences, and I've been taking notes on the things that I like about them, the things that I don't like, the things that I would change. And one thing that was really clear to me was that there really isn't a conference for new developers. For a lot of conferences, you kind of assume mm. that you're usually like a mid-level developer, an oh intermediate gosh, that's developer. So true. Right? Yeah. And even It's the, only like wannabes or super seasoned. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not committed, and, serious, but don't know the intel right. yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And even the talks that are labeled as beginner, it's not beginner to the world of coding. It's beginner to that one language, you mm-hmm. know. So if there's like a Django talk and that's labeled beginner, usually it's made for people who might know another programming language or another framework already and just haven't used Django before. So it's still just a different level of uh, talk. It's a different type of of content. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to create something for my community, something that I felt like really captured the the place that people were when they were, you know, within a year or two of getting that first job. And the other really big thing that I notice about tech conferences is usually – the technology is the most important part, which, you know, feels obvious as a tech conference. Obviously, tech is important. But for newer people, it's not technology for technology's sake. It's the why. It's the who. It's the how. It's Mm -hmm. who is this technology serving and what problem is it solving and in what community? You know what I mean? Like it's the, the story around the tech that's actually really exciting. And so for us, we approach technology as a tool but we want the rest of the story. We want to hear how it's being applied, who it's used for, that you mm-hmm. know that side of things. And so we use technology as a tool to solve problems, and we really focus our talks and our content on the problems that are being solved by technology. 
I'm Magdalene Huang, the founder of Temp, which is a platform where students can list and hire items from each other, and I'm based in Dunedin, New Zealand. I'm a student at the University of Otago studying computer science and entrepreneurship, and I'm also the leader of a club for women in STEM. I mean, that is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, wait, first of all, before we go anywhere, tell me more about your club. Okay. When did you start it? Um, is it part of your university? How many people are in it? How often do you get together? I actually didn't found the club. The club has existed for, I'd say, around three years now, and I'm going to be one of the co-leaders for 2020, and I'm really excited about that. And this club is all about supporting women in STEM and like promoting events that are happening around, giving them support during exam time, just basically like a, a mental support group for women in STEM. Do you find that all universities have this program or is this something that we should raise to our awareness to do more of? I think nowadays each university would have such a club existing. Like I know in New Zealand, um, each university does have such a woman in STEM club. Where in New Zealand are you from? So I study in University of Otago, which is in Dunedin. Oh, Dunedin. Yeah. I love Dunedin. I've been to Dunedin. Oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Dunedin's like one of the safest places ever. Oh. <laughs> I remember walking around and feeling like this is nothing like Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. I love Dunedin. Town. It, is, it is a great student town. I was going to say Christchurch, also New Zealand, has a phenomenal tech ecosystem happening. That's right. yeah. And I feel like New Zealand is, it's almost the secret that a lot of tech is at Queensland. Like there is a lot of tech happening in New Zealand and I don't think it's on the map yet. Would you agree with that? I would. Yeah. I actually went to high school in Christchurch and they do have quite a big tech scene around there. And same case in Dunedin. In fact, I read somewhere that Dunedin is like the Silicon Valley of the Southern Hemisphere or something. Do you agree with that? (laughs) I actually do because the government is implementing a lot of new technological innovations in Dunedin and the future is looking very promising for tech. Over there. And when did you first become interested in technology? Around when I was 14, I would say. So I had this talk in school and it was all about encouraging females to get into tech because of how awesome of an industry it is to be in, especially as a female. And then at that time I was in year 10, which is in my second year of high school, and it really left an impact on me. However, I didn't start off university studying computer science. I started university studying something different, but it was only this year, my second year in uni, that I decided, you know what, I should I should go into tech. Yeah. Yeah. And what have you found about that process so far? Like, how did you end up here in Toronto with Red Bull Basement University? I ended up in Toronto because I'm the national winner for the New Zealand Red Bull Basement competition. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. Tell us about it. What do you win? What do you get? What was the process like to become the winner? First of all, I had to come up with the idea. I had to make the video. And then after that, we had the voting period. We had to gather votes. And only the top five most voted videos would be in the selection pool. And from that, one video would be selected. And I'm very grateful that I've been selected as a national winner. This is Tanya Dadashova, and I'm an associate at Almas Capital. Almas Capital is a venture capital fund bridging deep tech companies from Central and Eastern Europe to US and global markets. We are based in Portola Valley, California. When I started, I actually started in a summer camp because the summer camp was um, 
educational one, but, uh, more focused on mathematics. I was already in uh, this um, mathematical Olympiad uh, championships uh, community in Russia, and it's a, it's a great community. It's uh, for children of different age. Uh, there are a lot of competitions, uh, we call them Olympiads, and there is a lot of um, summer camps or winter camps, and all of them are studying from dawn to sunset and uh, a lot of children prefer to spend their summers like this including me yeah and I love those experiences I still remember them as the most fun I've ever had in my life and uh, there was uh, just uh, after school hours there was an opportunity to go learn to code so I chose to and after that I got also in this competitive programming and it's a completely different world There's a lot of championships as well, and it's uh, it's great because a lot of them are team based. Yeah. So it's it's like pretty, hackathons. Yeah, it's like hackathons for for school children, and uh, it's solving problems. Usually, it's a, a very competitive environment, and you, you you come to this championship, and everybody sits around uh, tables and codes and yeah. and argues, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun actually. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, it it's also it's also something that um, when you become older in high school it uh, allows you to to go to this international olympians and to get easier in any university you want so i think that's very great experience and what would you say is a huge challenge you've overcome in your professional life something that you've successfully overcome there were a lot actually <laughs> and um, i would say they're mostly on um, how some things are managed for example in our portfolio companies It's always complicated because usually there is there are founders who have their own opinion, then there are investors, and usually not one investor, and uh, earlier stage investor, later stage investor, and uh, everybody has their own vision, everybody has their own goals, and uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's really hard to manage. For example, in, in one company we also had a very complicated situation because it was two companies merging many different misaligned interests and we spend a lot of time building some um, solution to work with that and to go forward with a competitive product competitive solution for the market and at some point the company was acquired yeah and it was acquired for for a different reason rather than this product that we spend a lot of time on creating and it was really hard to set aside our regrets about yeah. not finishing this product, about spending a lot of time on something that's not longer necessary and go into all these negotiations and actually sell the company right. and spend several months on doing this, on going through through all the processes. And just because we knew it's a better solution already at this point of time, yeah. but it, was, it wasn't easy. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.
Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.